Morning prayer begins on page three of the prayer book. O send out thy light and thy truth that they may lead me and bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy dwelling. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. For the Venite, Psalm 95, on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 51 and page 403. Have mercy upon me, O God, after thy great goodness. According to the multitude of thy mercies, do away mine offenses. Wash me throughly from my wickedness, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my faults, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee only have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified in thy saying, and clear when thou shalt judge. Behold, I was shapen in wickedness, and in sin hath my mother conceived me. But, lo, thou requirest truth in the inward part, and shalt make me to understand wisdom secretly. Thou shalt purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Thou shalt wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Thou shalt make me hear of joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Turn thy face from my sins, and put out all my misdeeds. Make me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. O give me the comfort of thy help again, and establish me with thy free spirit. Then shall I teach thy ways unto the wicked, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, thou that art the God of my health, and my tongue shall sing of thy righteousness. Thou shalt open my lips, O Lord, and my mouth shall show thy praise. 
for thou desirest no sacrifice, else would I give it thee, but thou delightest not in burnt offerings. The sacrifice of God is a troubled spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, shalt thou not despise. O be favorable and gracious unto Zion, build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifice of righteousness, with the burnt offerings and oblations. Then shall they offer young bullocks upon thine altar. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the second book of Samuel. Now it came to pass, after the death of Saul, when David had returned from the slaughter of the Amalekites, and David had stayed two days in Ziklag, on the third day, behold, it happened that a man came from Saul's camp with his clothes torn and dust on his head. So it was, when he came to David, that he fell to the ground and prostrated himself. And David said to him, Where have you come from? So he said to him, I have escaped from the camp of Israel. Then David said to him, How did the matter go? Please tell me. And he said, The people have fled from the battle. Many of the people are fallen and dead, and Saul and Jonathan his son are dead also. So David said to the young man who told him, How do you know that Saul and Jonathan his son are dead? And the young man who told him said, As I happened by chance to be on Mount Gilboa, there was Saul leaning on his spear, and indeed the chariots and horsemen followed hard after him. Now when he looked behind him, and he saw me and called to me, and I answered, Here I am. Here I am. And he said to me, Who are you? So I answered him, I am an Amalekite. He said to me again, Please stand over me and kill me, for anguish has come upon me, but my life still remains in me. So I stood over him and killed him, because I was sure that he could not live after he had fallen. And I took the crown that was on his head and the bracelet that was on his arm and have brought them here to my Lord. Then David took hold of his own clothes and tore them, and so did all the men who were with him. And they mourned and wept and fasted until evening for Saul and for Jonathan and his son, for the people of the Lord and for the house of Israel, because they had fallen by the sword. Then David said to the young man who told him, Where are you from? And he answered, I am the son of an alien and an Amalekite. And David said to him, How was it you were not afraid to put forth your hand to destroy the Lord's anointed? Then David called one of the young men and said, Go near and execute him. And he struck him so that he died. So David said to him, Your blood is on your own head, for your own mouth has testified against you, saying, I have killed the Lord's anointed. Then David lamented with this lamentation over Saul and over Jonathan his son, and he told them to teach the children of Judah the song of the bow. Indeed, it is written in the book of Jasher. The beauty of Israel is slain in your high places. How the mighty have fallen. Tell it not in Gath. Proclaim it not in the streets of Ashkelon, lest the daughters of the Philistines rejoice, lest the daughters of the uncircumcised triumph. O mountains of Gilboa, let there be no dew, nor let there be rain upon you, nor fields of offering, offerings. 
for the shield of the mighty is cast away there, the shield of Saul, not anointed with oil. From the blood of the slain, from the fat of the mighty, the bow of Jonathan did not turn back, and the sword of Saul did not return empty. Saul and Jonathan were beloved and pleasant in their lives, and in their death they were not divided. They were swifter than eagles, they were stronger than lions. O daughters of Israel, weep over Saul, who clothed you in scarlet, with luxury, who put ornaments of gold on your apparel. How the mighty have fallen in the midst of the battle. Jonathan was slain in your high places. I am distressed for you, my brother Jonathan. You have been very pleasant to me. Your love to me was wonderful, surpassing the love of women. How the mighty have fallen, and the weapons of war perished. Here endeth the first lesson. Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, as now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 41st verse of the 20th chapter of the Gospel of St. Luke. And he said to them, How can they say that the Christ is David's son? Now David himself said in the book of Psalms, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. David therefore calls him Lord. How is he then his son? Then in the hearing of all the people, he said to his disciples, Beware of the scribes who desire to walk in long robes, love greetings in the marketplaces, the best seats in the synagogues, and the best places at feasts, who devour widows' houses, and for a pretense make long prayers. These will receive greater condemnation. Then he looked up and saw the rich putting their gifts into the treasury. And he saw also a certain poor widow putting in two mites. So he said, Truly I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all. For all these out of their abundance have put in offerings for God. But she out of her poverty has put in all the livelihood that she had. Here endeth the second lesson. Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, 
in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Let thy merciful ears, O Lord, be open to the prayers of thy humble servants, and that they may obtain their petitions, make them to ask such things as shall please thee through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth the eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, and all the assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who hath safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. In our first chapter, Second Samuel, with the news of Saul and Jonathan's death coming to David, we, we really have what is a, um, a chapter of, of, of mourning where the reality, it's, it's a tragedy. Um, Saul, in refusing God's word, has led Israel into disaster, and David has, has um, uh, lost his best friend, uh, Jonathan, who, who had the incredible bond and closeness 
taken away by by his by you know by Jonathan's disobedient father, and it's um, it gives us a reflection on the Christian life because this happens in or the you know the spiritual life our life for prayer the way is in that often we find ourselves in a situation like that it didn't have to be like that someone could have made a different decision um, why did that tragedy have to happen why did uh, a friend have to die in the flower of youth why did whatever the circumstance might be and uh, I, I think it ties into the larger question, you know, of Good Friday. This is fr Friday, which is a perpetual memorial of Good Friday. And we, we recited Psalm 51 because it's Friday, that sort of Good Friday Psalm, is that the cross just seems a really like a bad way to save the world. Why, why is the Son of God dying? And the plan looks really bad in the middle of the day. And life is often like that. We don't know, uh, we don't often see all the things that God is doing. Sometimes we're in the midst of the chaos of it. And what we see in this chapter with David is, is the importance of mourning. David receives the news and uh, uh, he, he writes a lament. He, he laments over the death of Saul, the king who could have taken Israel a different way but didn't. The death of his best friend, who who uh, with whom he felt an extreme closeness, and this is something that our our you know sort of modern contemporary religion has kind of gotten away from the idea of mourning and grief, the idea that we need space for that. Um, that um, and where it's why the Psalms are so good because the Psalms are always mourning and grieving, always processing the emotions of life that we necessarily experience in relationship to our genuine grief about the loss of things. And if we, it, it, a lot of times in, in Christian faith, people pretend is that if you're sad or grieving, you know, you don't really believe in Jesus or you don't really have faith. And it, it, that's such a bad uh, uh, lie uh, that the truth is in the Christian life, our, um, our grief, our sadness, our anger, or whatever it is, the range we're feeling can coexist with faith and trust and hope. It's simply the reality of human condition that that you're not human unless when sad things happen, you feel sadness and mourn through it. You're not human if when happy things happen, you don't rejoice. But we always process those emotions in the context of our faith in Christ. We grieve, as St. Paul says in Thessalonians, not as those who have no hope, but we do grieve. We do lament. Remember, we just had Jesus before he, as he came into Jerusalem, wept over the city and he wept the way uh, a Middle Easterner weeps, not the way, uh, you know, a, a British person weeps with a couple of tears on the side, because it's sad that this is lost. And I think that in terms of emotional and spiritual health, the process of grieving is enormously important because you can't move past something you've lost unless you allow yourself to work through the grief of it. And I think a lot of <clears throat> unhealthy spirituality is rooted in the idea that we substitute a Bible verse that says, hey, everything's great, they're in heaven, whatever it is, God works in all things for good, and we, and we skip 
the emotional component of that, which is being sad and letting go of, of the way we wish they were and, and, and acknowledging the loss we actually experienced. And so this is why lament is really an important part. Mourning is really important part of the Christian life. You know, we pick this up in, in Lent where we mourn and then that leads us to the joy. And I, I don't know that, I don't know that if we're not in touch with the deep sadness of the human condition, the tragedy of sin and all that's around us, whether we're really capable of the great joy of resurrection, the triumph of Christ over it. And a lot of times in our, our world, this kind of um, faith is really in people's head <clears throat> as a thought. You know, I, I should be happy because Christ is Lord. You know, I know they're in heaven, therefore I'm happy. But that's that's to skip the fact that part of you is sad because while they may be in a good place, uh, they're not here with me now to to enjoy what I want to enjoy. So um, I think that this 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 is an important process in the spiritual life, mourning and grieving. And I would say this is true even in regard to our sins. And Psalm 51 is a good example of that. I've actually heard people um, uh, say about forgiveness, well, you don't really have to confess, you just know that your sins are forgiven, um, which is so unreal. You, Yes, of course, when you do something wrong, you have to be convicted of the wrongness. You have to work through the, the, the grief of, of the consequence of it and learn from it and grow from it. You can move on from it. So the mourning over the loss, the things we lose in the world, the mourning over the things we've done wrong and our sins are what enable us to let go of what was and then move into the new creation, the thing that God is going to do instead. This is just as, you know, Good Friday, we participate in that, that mourning, that loss. And by letting go through actual mourning and grieving, we're able to move into the joy of Easter and resurrection. Uh, I sometimes think about this as we have to let go of the good we wanted but did not get in order to embrace the good that God's going to give us. We have to mourn it as a loss, and then we can begin to see, now what's God going to do now? So David's going to mourn all day for a while over the loss, and then when he's done mourning, he will then move on, okay, what does God have now for me? And I think that's the way we can leave the past behind and move forward in the future more in a more healthy way if we actually grieve and mourn. And so, again, sadness, grieving can coexist with faith and trust. We grieve in the context of our faith in Christ, knowing that, that that's the trust, that Jesus is going to bring something out of it. We don't know what and how and when, but we're, we're entitled to grieve in the moment when the sadness is there. And that's part of healthy spirituality. So a few thoughts about today's uh, lesson. Uh, we'll continue with a prayer for all conditions of men on page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially, we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith and unity of spirit and the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. 
Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please you to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we then unworthy servants to give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you all for morning prayer today. Have a great day, Thank beginning you. of the weekend. Peace. Bye-bye, everybody. Peace. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Thank you so much. Have a good Friday.